0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sacred Garden podcast. I'm your host, Candice Olive, and it is my absolute pleasure, as always, to be here in this space with you. I hope you are well wherever you are in the world or wherever you're listening to this from. In any time and any space, I send you so much love, prosperity, and peace. And I hope that this episode can really help you to harness your inner power so that you can move through your life with ease. So, today we are going to look at energy healing. We're going to understand what energy healing is. We're going to look at how we can shift any energy blockages in our life, either through our own self healing or through working with practitioners and really how we can embody energy healing in our day-to-day practice. So let's start by really unpacking what energy is, because in order to look at how we can heal energy, it's really important to create a basis for our understanding of humans as energetic beings. The universe, this beautiful universe that we live and exist within, is made up of a network of energy, we are a central node, each one of us is a central node in our own unique universes that are connected together. This sort of life force energy flows through us seamlessly. It is something that embodies our divine essence. It is who we are constantly evolving to be and it is the life force energy that makes us whole. Energy itself can manifest physically It can manifest emotionally in the way that we feel. If we think about physical and emotional manifestation, when you get upset and when you're sad, you might cry. So that becomes a physical manifestation of your emotional state and in that sense it is a flow of energy. It can manifest mentally in the way that we think, in our beliefs, our memories, our thought forms, the various narratives that we create and carry with ourselves. It can also manifest spiritually through our karma and our soul contracts and the way we really relate to our memories and the divine connections that we have with others. So if we think about the fact that everything that we are is energy, not just who we are but also outside of us, nature, we look at the the wind, the elements, the flow of water, fire, and earth. In everything that we are, those forms of energy are connected to us. What do we take from nature that gives us energy? On a physical level, we may take food. That is something we can all understand. You eat, you feel nourished, you have the nutrients you need to be able to get up and go and do what you want to do. We also might take emotional connection And that might be something we have with nature and with others. When we have love, compassion, acceptance, it makes us feel whole in who we are and it allows us to be more of who we are as people so we can exist more completely in this time and space. On a mental level, if we affirm our greatness and not in an egotistical way, but more in a way of knowing that we are powerful beings, we are able to achieve so much more. A positive mindset can be really groundbreaking in helping us to create fulfillment in our lives. And on a spiritual level, our belief system, what we think about who we are and our existence and the subtle realms around us, all these things flow together and really make up who we are as people. So if we think about energy, In the most basic sense, we think about let's say you wake up in the morning and you're really low in energy. All of a sudden, you don't want to do the things that you would normally do. You don't want to go to work, maybe, or you're like, oh, I can't be bothered to go for a run, or I just don't want to do anything. So you can see already in that practical element and aspect when your energy is maybe stagnant or not flowing as freely as it should it sort of becomes a barrier for you to really step into engaging with life. And when you're high in energy, you want to dance and you want to sing and you want to see people and do things and experience the world because your energy is flowing freely. This is why it's so important, I think, for us to understand that when we can harness the power of our energy, when we can harness the power of our life force, we really become powerful creators in this world if we want to understand life force deeper, we can look to our history. There are many different cultures which already have this understanding of energy and energy work. Ayurvedic wisdom, for example, there is this idea of prana and the way that the prana flows through the body. And Ayurveda really looks at food as medicine, as yoga as medicine as breathwork and meditation, as forms of medicine to ensure that your energy is flowing freely through your body. In Chinese medicine, energy is looked at as qi, a centralized system, a network in the physical body, in the energetic body that allows us to be in good health. And when there is a blockage Chinese traditional medicine will look at the meridians, which are a network and a flow of energy in the body, and look at the specific blockages in those areas of the physical body to help unlock them so that people can be free of disease. Now let's look a bit at how energy gets blocked because it can manifest, of course, on many levels, but I think the the one key area that we often don't realise that can block our energy is the way in which we hold on to old emotions, memories, beliefs and things that have happened to us in our past. When we get stuck in this way of believing our life is a certain way, it really creates a parameter around us that blocks us into one way of being and seeing ourselves. And in essence, what that then does is it doesn't allow us to reach our fullest potential our energy can also get blocked through old karmic lessons that no longer resonate with who we are but are still manifesting in our lives in people, in situations, and in ways of thinking. They can actually also be soul contracts and I mean this is something we talked about in an earlier episode the way in which soul contracts can help us in our lives and can also hinder us in the way that we move freely through life. When we have these forms of stagnation in our lives, We aren't able to fully interact. And in that, we aren't able to harness into the joy that life can really bring us. Of course, moving through energy blockages is something that really gives us the capacity to learn and to grow and evolve. And it is something that I believe is such a beautiful part of our human experience that we are constantly harnessing the power of change. When we talk about healing our energy, we are really anchoring into knowing and believing in this energetic frequency that surrounds us, this energetic body that surrounds us, and that in its highest capacity, it is free of any blockages so that divine energy can flow freely through it and allow us to experience life from this place of completeness. And I think at the end of the day, we all want to feel complete in who we are and we all want to feel fulfilled. And that can look different for everyone. When you begin to work with energy and removing blockages, it's really important to remember that there might be suppressed things that come up for you, emotions, which are a form of energy, uh, memories, fragments from your past that you might have to readdress and allow to be free of your body express out so you can let them go, allow yourself to experience them so they no longer manifest physically within your vessel or emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So it's so important to hold an energy of forgiveness and gentleness for yourself whenever you are working with unblocking these sort of stagnant spaces within your body because It's sometimes you don't know what's going to come up, and you want to make sure you support yourself through that process and know that you are doing this for yourself. And so you can evolve into a better version of who you are. I really love working with my own energy healing on a day to day basis because I believe that when you engage with this form of healing, you create a powerful basis and foundation to help you maintain a a boundary of protection around yourself that enacts this sense of complete holistic healing within and around you. And so it is recognizing that we are not just physical beings, we are emotional beings, we are mental beings, we are spiritual beings, we exist in the spirit world as well energy healing will work on all layers of your auric field and it will help you to address all parts of you. It's not just going to look at one body and go, okay, I've cleared the blockage there, I'm done, that should be fine. Because what can happen if is that if you don't look at it on all levels, that energy has not fully passed through and out of your bodies, has not completely unlocked, and so in one way or another it is going to manifest again because it is still flowing through you in some capacity. I love that it works on the subtle bodies because it allows me and it allows all of us to really realize that we can harness complete balance in our body, mind, and spirit. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think we've learned really and we're beginning to learn as a society how important it it is to look at things holistically. We think about the fact that we are now starting to really understand mental healing, mental health, and how important mental health is to all of us. Maybe uh, previously we focused a lot on physical health. Who knows where it's going to go from here, but I think we Can all agree that we are not just one aspect; we are multidimensional beings. And so, whenever we look at healing, we need to treat ourselves in that way and treat ourselves within our unique dispositions. And that is something that is so diverse for every single one of us. I think also sometimes people have an aversion to working with an energy healer because they're used to working on a physical level. But it's important to remember that when you work with alternate therapies, they should always be used in conjunction and alongside any medical forms of healing that you are currently undertaking. I don't personally believe it should replace it. Maybe as you get better, uh, you slowly find yourself using certain things less and less because you're starting to get better. Naturally, you're starting to heal. But that should be a very natural progression. We want to make sure we're looking after ourselves because I believe, honestly and truthfully, we as a society have progressed so much in the way we are able to look after ourselves. But we also have a lot of ancient knowledge and wisdom that is encoded within ourselves, in our DNA, in our culture, in our practices, whether it be through Uh, herbalism, for example, whether it be through these traditional forms of energy healing I'm going to talk to you about, whether it be uh, within our practices, our sort of everyday practices, maybe it's something we do in the morning that we were taught by our parents, drinking lemon water, or before we go to bed, anointing with oils, maybe that is a practice that we have learned. And I think we can really learn to couple those things together so that we can heal better For ourselves and for everyone, I'd love to take a moment now and talk to you a little bit about different types of energy healing because there are so many that are out there. And I think as we evolve as a society, we are forever harnessing into new ways of doing things, revolutionizing them to fit the people that we are evolving to be. Different cultures and different traditions can have different modalities. It is the intention that's so important within any community or any energy healer, healer, practitioner, the positive intention, the support system that they are creating, that network. You are creating a, a divine relationship with that energy healer in that moment where you are giving them access to your energy and to be able to work with your energy. And that's something that on an energetic level can be extremely intimate, especially if it's going to unlock different emotions, memories, feelings. You think about it, if you've ever been for therapy, you want to make sure you have a really good relationship with your therapist and you can connect with them so you can feel safe to really unravel. Because if you're going to be blocking any work that's done, it will still work on some some level for you. And maybe it will work later on when you feel more comfortable to open to it. But in that moment, it works so much deeper and so much more profound if you are open to allowing that divine energy to flow. So I'm going to start by talking to you a little bit about Reiki, Uh, my favorite one because it is one that I use in my everyday life and it is one that I like to transmute to others. Um, Reiki is a traditional form of Japanese energy work that looks at channeling life force energy from the universe through the practitioner. It uh, generally moves through the hands and onto the person that they, that is receiving the Reiki, the energy healing's body. Now it is non-invasive, which means that it, it, you don't have to uh, connect with the person's body. You can hold your hands a little bit away um, and you actually work It depends on the the healer, really. Some healers will hold their hands in one specific area. It might be because a person's feeling tension in that area or they intuitively feel guided to work on that area. Other healers have their own sort of system of working around the body to create a complete balance. And I know that when I did uh, one of my Reiki attunement courses, the, um, the teacher actually spoke to me about working around the body to ensure you create that balance. But it just depends who you're working with. Um, some people use different modalities with Reiki. They can use massage. Um, they might use spoken word with it. They might do sound healing while they're doing Reiki on you. So they sort of combine it in a way that works for them. Each healer has their own alchemy and way of doing things. Um, And so it's important to trust that and trust that whatever they're doing is really going to have a profound effect on you. And I promise you it will on many levels. Um, Something about Reiki as well, and I think this is starting to really evolve now in a more modern setting, is the part of Reiki which is non-physical in a way of you not having to be present in the same room as the practitioner and this is known as distance Reiki. You can do distance Reiki to anyone by the power of setting a positive intention, imagining that person and sending them let's say a ray of golden light or maybe it's just projecting energy from your heart to theirs. You in your own way are creating a powerful healing relationship between you and that person a lot of practitioners now are starting to work online of course with the pandemic that we've gone through people haven't been able to be in person as much but I think what this has enabled us to do is to realize that we are so much more connected than we believe and that we don't always need to physically be in each other's presence to have a positive effect on others I personally like to do uh, Reiki videos online through my Instagram every now and then, and I sort of work with encoding that video with positive positive energy so that whoever watches it in whatever time and space they are currently in, they are able to connect with that sort of orb of beautiful energy, and for whatever intention that I have for that video, it is a able to work on all layers of their being to bring that positivity to their lives for their highest good with their complete consent and of divine light. And so I think in many ways, Reiki is just this beautiful form of energy healing that we can all interact with. Uh, We can all also do on ourselves. You don't necessarily, I believe, have to be attuned to Reiki to perform Reiki on yourself. Generally, attunement comes with um, doing Reiki as an energy healer with a pra- as a practitioner, but by having the power of positive thought and intention, I think we powerfully can move and shift blocks in our life, even just by placing your hands on a certain part of your body, wherever it feels intuitively like you just need a bit of healing, and just asking the divine, asking the universe to help positive energy to, to come into that place you would be amazed on the level of healing you can provide to yourself because at the end of the day you may go to a practitioner for healing but it is not them who is healing you they are just the conduit for the positive energy and the light energy that is flowing through them you at the end of the day are the one that is healing yourself they are guiding you through subconsciously or consciously, that process of healing yourself. So it's so important to remember and to be empowered by the fact that you are the conscious healer in these exercises and in these manifestations. It all starts with you. We all support each other through these healing journeys, but we are the center of our own universes. So that's a little bit about Reiki Um, if you'd love to know more, there's a lot of different people who do Reiki. I watch a lot of different Reiki videos on YouTube. Of course, I do Reiki on my, my Instagram channel. Uh, so if you, I have a couple of videos up there and I will be uploading more in the future. So you can also connect with that. Um, but of course be open, uh, be curious as well, because you never know what you're going to learn and just give yourself permission to allow that energy, that, that beautiful, positive, light, radiant energy to flow through your life. I think sometimes there are forms of energy healing that we don't necessarily realise that we're connecting with, but are just such an integral part of our everyday life. I'd love to talk to you about now the power of music and the power of sound and what it can really do to help elevate you and help you to move more freely throughout your life. When we talk about sound healing sound practitioners will use certain instruments to admit frequencies and vibrations that can have a profound healing effect on your complete conscious self. So they will use such things as tuning forks, uh, Tibetan singing bowls, gongs, uh, the voice. We often forget how powerful the voice is. And we think about when we listen to people sing, the emotions it can bring up in us when we listen to music. I mean, music is such an integral part of our social, cultural and historical selves when we are wanting to celebrate. And in a lot of cultures, when they want to celebrate, they dance, they play music, they connect together as a community. They allow the energy and the emotion and the feeling to flow through and out of them. And just creating that sort of Community feel and sharing in that energy can be something that is so profound for them. When maybe we are in a more somber mood, we might listen to slower music that invokes a certain emotion if we want to connect in with our heart, or if we want to relax, or if we just want to take a moment to bring our energy down from a chaotic day at work. I think music sometimes can help us to disconnect from the everyday sorts of situations we find ourselves in life and go back into that intuitive, creative side of ourselves when we're in flow. The thing I really love about sound healing is it's something that works on a very metaphysical level. I think sometimes we can't even explain the reason why these sorts of uh, sounds and, and music is having an effect on us but we just know and feel it and we allow it to happen. It allows us to connect back into our body, elevates our mood, relaxes us, allows us to unravel fully into who we are. I personally, in my day-to-day life, I love to listen to, um, there's a particular video I listen to on YouTube. It's by an account called Meditative Mind that has such an amazing um sort of collection of videos i listen to one it's a uh, water cleansing and it's literally just the sound of waves of running water for me that is something that is so relaxing and it's something i listen to before i go to bed or during my meditations because it lo- allows me to relax and when you are relaxed and you are in a flow state things can just unravel naturally And we don't hold on to things so much when we are in a relaxed flow state because we know we don't need to. Whenever we work with sound healing, it's so important to be in that flow state because I truly believe that sometimes we create these unconscious blocks through the way that we hold on to things. And we've got to sort of surrender to the power of that sound and trust that it is going to take us where we need to be and help us to heal in the ways that we need to be. I mean, we know already that that sound can have such a profound effect on our brain, on our nervous systems, that it can trigger certain impulses in the brain, tells the body to relax, tells the body to get up and go. It is something that is just so much a part of Connecting in with our soul. So, I definitely encourage uh, people to connect with sound in a really conscious way and see the ways in which different frequencies and different sounds can have an impact on your body and on your life. And when you are more direct in what you choose to listen to, you, you sort of begin to realize subconsciously how much we are connected to music and the profound effect it can have on helping us to heal. There are just so many forms of practitioner-based energy healing that we can interact with, but also on a self-healing level, uh, forms of modalities that can help us to get our energy more balanced and in flow. Um A couple that I'll mention, I won't really go into too much detail, but uh, I'd love to mention them. Uh, Massage is a really great one. We all at some capacity and in some capacity in our lives have interacted with massage, whether we perform it on ourselves or or we get someone else to do it for us. Uh, Massage is really great because it works on a physical level and a uh, a metaphysical level in that when you look at tension in the body, you can see it as just this bundle of stagnant energy. And so a masseuse is able to actually manipulate that muscle to sort of ask gently with their hands that energy to move through and out of the body. Um, Another form of energy healing is shamanic work. And when you work with a shaman, they really go into the spirit realm and they see what could be blocking you on um, a more metaphysical level, Uh, whether we talked about karmic contracts, soul contracts, um, those sorts of things, ancestral karma, generational trauma. A shaman's really powerful in that they can walk within those realms and sort of help you to uncover anything that might be blocking you. You can also work with EFT, which is a modality that looks at reprogramming the subconscious mind um, where you tap on certain parts of the body and you reinforce positive um, affirmations while also acknowledging any lower vibrational or um, old stagnant emotions that you might be carrying. Uh, I use EFT myself Um, and I am sure in the future I will definitely do another more in-depth podcast about this because I think it is something that has changed the way that I have handled my own thoughts when they become negative and I've really been been able to nip them in the bud before they affect me and become a part of my mental state. Um, The final sort of part of energy healing I'd like to mention is breath work. I don't think we realize, I mean, We breathe every single day of our lives and when we can become more conscious in the way that we breathe, we can allow divine oxygen, that cosmic breath to come into our lungs to create space in our body so that we can allow fresh energy to come in. I went to uh, a breathwork group um, not too long ago and it was really profound for me. We did about two hours of deep breathing And I I just remember 10 minutes in getting so emotional because I could just feel all this stagnant energy coming up around my heart space. And I broke down, I started crying, but after it, I felt so lightheaded and not lightheaded in a way of, I felt like I was going to pass out, but in a way of, I felt free. I felt like I had given myself that opportunity to be clear of those emotions. And I had a really allowed myself to come back into my body and give myself the space and the time I needed to feel whatever was holding me back. So, of course, there are so many types of energy healing. I implore you to do some research and to find one that really works for you and to consciously connect with it in your life so that you can be free of that which doesn't serve you. And remember your power as a healer as well to really be able to help yourself to become a free energetic being and live your life in the best way possible. Something that is so powerful about energy healing is that we have the unique ability in our everyday lives in the most minute and easy to comprehend ways to really affect our energy. One way is through movement. And you might look at movement through exercise. I think about sometimes when I I'm feeling frustrated and my head's all over the place and I go you know what I'm just going to go for a walk I'm going to get out of the house I'm going to get some fresh air I'm going to get my body moving and I'm just going to put this to the side and move my energy in a different way and it changes things because you've changed the vibration of where you are physically but also where you are mentally and emotionally now you can connect with whatever you were connecting with in a different way and it makes it easier for you to be in whatever you're doing. You can dance as well. You can sing. You can do yoga. You can do qigong. You can go swimming. These are all ways of you creating more energy movement in your life. Another way is through mindful meditation. And I think sometimes we look at energy healing as a very physical thing like we're physically doing something but we don't realize that on a mental level our mentality and the way we think about life is our framework and so mindful meditation can really help you to create a deeper understanding of the way in which you see things and any energetic blockages or any ways of being that are limiting you from stepping forward from taking risks, from engaging with life in a more fulfilling way. These sorts of daily rituals are, are really important to harness your energy in an everyday aspect and not just wait until you are feeling blocked. You want to keep the energy flowing all the time, not just look at it when you are in a space of being uncomfortable or when you all of a sudden feel like you can't move in the way that you wanted to. I really love to engage in self-massage. This is something I do like after I've had a bath, I might get some essential oils or um, different lotions. I go to Lush because I love the smell of some of their charity pot is one of my favorites because I love olive oil. And just that it's sort of multi-sensory for me because not only am I able to connect with my body in a very corporal way, but I'm also giving myself the ability to, with my hands, shift any stagnant energy in my body. That movement of, let's say I'm I'm massaging that oil into my arm, it's not just relaxing, but I'm also setting an intention in my head to shift this stagnant energy. And when you work with energy, it is always about your intention. Where positive thought flows, energy will go. Where energy flows, positivity will follow. So it's always important to have a really strong mindset when you're working with energy healing. Another way that you can engage with energy healing yourself is through allowing your emotions to flow. Emotions are such powerful conduits for creative expression creative expression of who we are. It is how we experience the world. You think about when you are closed off and you hold your emotions to to your chest, you start to feel frustrated. You don't feel like you can connect with others. And that's what we want as humans. We want to connect with people. We want to feel empowered and accepted and a part of a community. But when we can't express ourselves freely, we almost feel that disconnect and it can feel very disempowering. So it's so important to allow your emotions to be felt, to allow them to flow. They are there for you to experience, not to hold on to. There's more emotions. There's always more emotions for you to feel. You don't need to hold on to the ones that you have right now. You can do this form of energy healing and connecting with your emotions through talking to someone you trust, building that connection. If you don't want to talk to someone, you can express it through art You can engage with journaling, which is where you write out how you're feeling to allow it to flow out of your body. It's about engaging in practices that make you feel balanced emotionally, and that manifests differently for everyone. Another way that you can work with self-energy healing is through, in your everyday life, creating a bubble of protection around yourself So, that any energy that flows to you is of the highest form. And this is really important. This is something that I used to do when I was working in a really big retail store. Before I used to go to work, I used to sit on my bed and just imagine a a bubble of white light around myself and ask for only energies of the highest divine form, which are for my highest good, to be able to penetrate through that bubble. And everything else to be mirrored back to people with love and what that allowed me to do is as someone who's very sensitive and picks up on other people's emotions it allowed me to create that boundary so that I wasn't getting home and I'm drained and frustrated because I've played into other people's reactions to things and finally one way that you can engage with energy healing on a personal level, is through using water as cleansing. I really love doing shower meditation, and this is something that my dad taught me, where when you are in the shower or if you're having a bath, however you cleanse yourself, you imagine this flow of water just washing down your body and washing away any stagnation that is not for you. And you can close your eyes and just imagine that water washing any sediment away, any anger, any fear. And just allow it to flow back into the universe. And as it is leaving, you are welcoming through that water new positive light energy that is replenishing you, that is helping you feel grounded. And I promise you, you'll walk out of that shower or that bath and you will feel so nourished. Sometimes in your life you might get in a situation where you feel really stuck and stagnant or there is stagnant energy in your body and it's really hard for you to shift. And this can really manifest when maybe you have layers that are on top of whatever the root cause of that energetic blockage are and it's hard for you to shift through them. So as I said before, working with an energy healer is really great for something like this because You can deep dive into these areas of stagnant energy and allow them to look beyond what you can consciously see. Now, not every energy healer works on the same level. Some might work physically, some might work mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So, it might be working with a combination of these. You might go to, for example, a therapist to help talk about your mental and emotional health. You might go to a Reiki healer to work on your energetic, your emotional and mental health on an energetic level and in the unseen realms. You might work with a massage therapist, for example, to help you to shift that energy physically. So sometimes it's really great to combine them depending on what your situation is to help you unlock those different layers of trauma. They are there to help you to initiate that energy healing in yourself. So remember, it's that interplay and that relationship between you and that person, all those people, that's really important. I think what's so important when you are trying to shift really stubborn, stagnant energy is to listen to your intuition, listen to yourself and your body and allow your body to guide you to practices that will help you shift that stagnant energy. Practices that you enjoy because if you enjoy something, you are so much more open and free to it. And it has such a deeper, profound effect on yourself, on your life, on your body, and on your very existence. There are many profound reasons why it is important to have a healthy energetic body. I think one of the first ones is that it allows you to connect your existence in this now moment. You're no longer stuck in reliving your past, but rather you are focused on living in the now and on creating a future that you really engage with on every possible level. When you have a healthy, energetic body, you feel safe to share who you are with others and experience them in turn, knowing that you are preventing any form of emotional enmeshment, that you are not taking on other people's energy, but rather experiencing it and allowing it to flow seamlessly around and through you. You feel more excited to take risks and experience life with openness. You've worked through your fears. You have unpacked your self-limiting beliefs, and you know that you have the power and the ability to do things that you've never done and you've always wanted to do in your life. Being connected to your energy body helps you to create this free flow of abundance into your life as you realise that you are an open vessel for universal blessings. You feel more equipped to move through life with ease, and in its essence, life becomes more meaningful. So I want to leave you with a little bit of wisdom before we part ways That I hope can help you in really embodying and understanding energy healing in a whole. And it is that when we engage with energy work, we give ourselves permission to be free of who we once were. We start to enact our birthright as powerful beings of divine truth. We listen to the rhythms of our existence and fully engage with our life on earth. We all have the innate capacity to heal, we are not defined by our form. Rather, we are forever experiencing our consciousness. Thank you for taking a moment to connect with the Sacred Garden. I hope this place has provided you with all the divine nourishment that you currently need. I look forward to meeting you here next time. Many blessings and infinite love.